0: What up, y'all? Yeah, welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. I am Money, the platform heel connoisseur.
1: Oh, that's very accurate for yeah, you. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You do have a stellar array of platforms. I really do. And I am Nikita, your homosexual homo sapien.
0: Oh, wow. that's That, that was your big... Yeah. This is who I am this week? Very oh. anthropological. It is. Because you are an anthro-queer. I am. All right, come through.
1: Love your chocolate demeanor And your cocoa kisses I see your glow from a distance Your vibe incite my submission I give you all of me Wanna make you proud of me We see the God in all you do Your light is harmony Hope you hear that on the day baby. You love, you love,
0: all right, Nikita. You want to tell everybody where they can find us?
1: Yes, you can find us on all the social media. So, you can find us on Instagram at Queer Rock Pod, that's also our same handle on Twitter. You can also find us on the Gmail. What is our email address? It is QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. You can also find us on our website, QueerWalk.com. All right. And how can they listen? They can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.
0: Yes. Oh, and don't forget, when y'all are listening on any of all the platforms, use the hashtag QueerWalk to tell us things that stood out to you in the episode Things that you like, things that you didn't like, reactions, Suggest topics. Yes, I also forgot to mention Facebook. You can find us on Facebook, oh. Queer Walk, the podcast. I mean, don't feel bad. A lot of people forget Facebook. <laughs> this is also the fiftieth anniversary of the Stonewall uprisings, and so what that means is that we we gonna turn up this pride, but also <laughs> we are living in the legacy of queer women of color who. Came before us. And if you would like to have us on your campus, at your bookstore, at your community, community meetings, mm-hmm. yeah, just hit us up. Bring us out. You know, we're trying to get flued out. Flued out? Yes. Or trund out. <laughs> Is that the past tense of no, trained? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but not bust out.
0: <laughs> oh, no. That's no. a story for later.
1: Mm-hmm. How can
0: people contribute to this here program? Yes, well, um, you can contribute one of two ways to this here program to help us sustain and keep us going. The first way is monetarily. You can do that by becoming a patron um, over at patreon.com slash queerwapod, P-O-D. And what what a Patreon, when you become a patron, hit us up on a Patreon. What that means is that you become a consistent sustainer. So you can give us a little or you can give us a lot, but it just means that you contribute monthly. So we don't fuck with PayPal no more. (laughs) So if you would like to contribute one time, like a singular donation, Mm -hmm. right? A one-time donation? A one-time, there we go. You know, Uh, like a percentage of your up-and-coming tax refund? Oh my god! Just throwing out there some (laughs) suggestions for you all um you can do that on the cash app which is dollar sign is that how people say they cash app handles dollar? Dial- i don't know I'm that not, sounds right I, i'm quickly becoming no longer the youth so dollar <laughs> um, <laughs> sign queer walk pod pod the second way you can contribute is by sharing us go ahead and Post this link to this episode. You already listening. You, it takes nothing to just hit that little share. Put a friend on, maybe suggest us to a professor in a class that you're taking. Get us on a syllabus. You know, we try you know, we try to be syllabi. <laughs> um syllaqueer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just tell everybody the good word of queer walk. Use the hashtag. Those are all non-monetary ways that you can contribute all right nikita it's time for us to move it on along to the queer walk, walk queer walk queer walk, queer walk, walk of, of the week. week all right so this week we're so our episode is dropping on valentine's, valentine's day Valentine's Day, yeah and uh for those of us who observe it um <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing that's funny yeah it isn't a holiday that yeah you could or could not observe right um, but we just wanted to highlight a badass queer women of color couple. couple, A power pair. Yes. There we go. <laughs> I was trying to find an alliterative name. Power pair. Yes. <laughs> so that is what we are doing. And so that power pair for the Queer Walk of the Week this week is Amy Keechee's and Johanna Taruno. So, all right. Where do we start? Okay, so... Amy is a Syracuse survivor. That's, um, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Syracuse what University we call survivor. people who make it out of that. Yes. Uh,
1: Dungeon, also known as SU.
0: Yeah, and so that is how we like cross, path, uh, cross paths and how uh we met. Um And so I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about uh Amy's work and Johanna's work and just how dope they are and how cute they are as a couple. Truly. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, as a... Power pair, you know, <laughs> and uh, I stand. Okay. So Amy uh, does, so Amy's a vegan, but she is not one of those like obnoxious vegans.
1: Right, like, if you don't eat animal, if you eat animal products, you are the one who are single-handedly.
0: Destroying the planet. Or if you are a vegan, you're the one who's single-handedly saving
1: the world. She's not one of those.
0: All that shit. Or, like, how do you, how do you, um, how are you against state violence, but you consume dairy? She's not one of those people. Um, what she is, is an activist of the land. Activista de la tierra. Did I say that right, Nikita? Uh,
1: not that I'm the you know, the expert, but that that pronunciation it sounded okay. It'll do.
0: Okay. And, and so, um all right, first of all, Amy put me on to a concept called uh food swamps. Which is a concept so, that you put me on. Yes. So a lot of us are familiar with food deserts. deserts right. Right, which is just like where there's no access to, um, like, healthy food options, right? So no farmer's markets, no grocery stores that sell fresh produce, um, stuff like that. I think a lot of us know about that. Right. But I was reading Amy's article where she highlighted 10 vegans of color. I'll put a link to that article. Oh, because she be writing, too, Right. on top of all the activism, right? <laughs> um, yeah, because, why? oh, gosh, there's just so much I could, like, brag on her about. It's right. just amazing when you know these people. Because, like, she was organizing the whole time she was here on campus around sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um and gender-based violence. And then like post-graduation, I learned about this whole food justice work that she was doing. So yeah, so we know about food deserts of not having access to uh, fresh food. But um, Amy wrote about food swamps, which are areas and neighborhoods in which there's a over-representation yeah. of things like fast food. And over
1: yeah.
0: Yes. Um And so I had no idea about food swamps before reading her article. So I'm going to link it. Um, and it just feels like such a more, like, useful thing because, like, when we talk about food deserts, people be like, oh, but we got food. Like, mm-hmm. Burger King, McDonald's, right up the block. They right across from each other. But, but now they, you're getting to the quality. Exactly. Yeah. It's not about, like food being accessible it's about like what food is accessible right and and something that i've heard other people say about the term like food desert is that like it makes it just sound like it just accidentally happened when we know that these things are like racialized and um like Uh class-based and all that stuff um and so out of this work was uh Amy produced Veggie Mijas, right? So I'm just going to tell y'all a little bit about Veggie Mijas. So Veggie Mijas is a woman of color, non-binary, femme of color collective um, that highlights the importance of having plant-based lifestyles while also intersecting uh, movements around race, gender, identity, class, and sexuality. Because, like I said, we know that food justice um, and lack of access to healthy food options has to do with things like racism, sexism classism right yeah so um they do this through like spreading awareness about the lack of resources we have in our communities and our neighborhoods choosing healthier options so like doing swaps uh and we went to a buffet one time together and and i could say that like getting put on to like plant-based alternatives to like Mm -hmm. your favorite things in real time at a buffet. It was really fun, actually. That's w- not
1: an ex- experience. Everyone can say that they've <laughs> had.
0: <laughs> it was fun. So, yeah. So, uh, Veggie Me Has does work around animal liberation, environmental justice, all the things, right? Um, so, really, really, when we talk about, like, an intersectional approach to food justice. She's doing it. Doing it. That's Amy. So, that is one part of this power pair. I Go ahead. I just want to throw in uh, this last bit that I think is um, really important
1: um, because she says that through this platform, like, people um, have been sharing their recipes, like, yes. with one another and then connecting those recipes and their food to their ancestral roots. Oh, yes. I, just,
0: I forgot all about that because, you know, I don't cook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's just um, important. I know that, you know, people are used to hearing it and talking about it, but there's just, you know, this there's this perception that, yeah. you know, the this is somehow like a bougie thing, and often, you know, times sometimes you know healthier foods are more expensive. But mm-hmm. uh barring that, it's like these are um these are things that are not outside, of right? Us. And that's something that we always try to talk about, yeah, here on um on our show, right? That yeah. you know these things that have been made to that have been pushed out of our reach, mm-hmm. you know, have been you know we've been dispossessed from those things, but exactly, you know, those things are a part of our are, of us right? Yeah.
0: Right. yeah. All right, so that's Amy. Now
1: to the second half. To
0: the second half oh, of this power, power pair, pair right? <laughs> so the second half of this power pair is the unapologetically brown series creator and creative director Johanna Taruno. So um, Johanna is a Salvadorian-born, New York-based um, visual artist, and if you if you are not following unapologetically brown on Instagram. Do it. Oh yes. It's at the Unapologetically Brown series. Oh, also I'm I'll put Amy's uh handle in the uh description, but her handle is at I'm Secretly a Cat. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And so Johanna's work. Okay, so you I guarantee you you've seen her work on either on the streets if you live in one of the cities that like she's hit up on her, um, like, street art tours, or definitely on Instagram. Because they're... So she does these bomb-ass floral backgrounds with, like, black feminist quotes, brown feminist quotes, like Chicana and Latinx feminism mm-hmm. quotes um, layered on top, or, like, um, you know, un- unsung black and brown women artists yeah. um, as, like, the background of these quotes. Uh, and so the, the images have kind of become, like... Instagram culture like yeah. ubiquitous you know Iconic. like yeah pretty much um but what we love to do with this segment is we want to highlight the artist behind that cuz you know so often people just be share share sharing her images and it's like no like Johanna's behind this yeah. and she's like a dope ass uh artist right that we need to know about so So, she was raised in um, San Salvador, and then um, she was displaced to the U.S., and uh, is, I think, in New York right now. Yeah. Yeah, in New York. Oh, maybe, because, you know, she'd be touring with this art. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, And so, another thing, kind of similar to Amy's work, too, is, like, uh, this connection and reclamation of our, like, ancestral ways of doing things. Yeah through um, her work uh, with the Unapologetically Brown series. So a lot of that is, um, like, honoring the, the black and brown women, feminists who've been doing this, but also, like, taking art to, inacce- to accessible places, like reclaiming right. the streets, essentially. Just,
1: like, uh, just for example, in that... Um, we should put a link to the video.
0: Oh, yeah, so in. Me Too did a, a profile... Of, of Johanna, work. yeah,
1: and so even though like she's got this wonderful, amazing uh, platform on Instagram, one of the things that she said was like, not everybody has access, right, right, to Instagram, and so one of the things that she does is like she uses like wheat paste and she posts. That's what it's and called. She posts the like her really amazing and beautiful uh floral backgrounds yeah. and really inspiring and important uh slogans and quotes yeah. and she wheat pastes them like throughout like towns and cities so you don't have to necessarily have access to like social media yes. and and you know to be
0: able to enjoy and see her work right that's I've been, I was been trying to think because I was like yeah she just grabbed her poster. she put it in her backpack with the I was like the sticky paint I don't it's called the wheat paste wheat paste yeah um and I was like looking at something. And she actually had a tutorial on, like, how to make how your to own wheat yeah. paste. Um, so that was dope as I fun. really appreciate that DIY part of it. We know, Nikita.
1: Actually, you're the one that that be doing all the DIY stuff. They don't
0: make what I want in this store. Anyway. So, yes. So I just want to read this quote um, from the Unapologetically Brown uh, series, like, website um, by her. And so she says... Um we are the only ones worthy of telling our stories. Our lives, our loves, our truths and our beings must be told with our eyes and our words. That's right. And I I think you just feel that so powerf- powerfully through the art. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so that yeah, that's just a badass bottom line quote. Um and you can also buy and support her art um on the website the com. I'll put a link in the description. So, yes, this Valentine's Day, we highlight the power pair of Amy and Johanna. Yes. so Thank y'all for being y'all. and It's so exciting to be able to amplify and share y'all's work. I know. And we, okay, we have to post a picture of them because they're just adorable. They're they're, they're super cute. They're super cute. (laughs) Nikita, I finally thought of a jingle for community contributors. Oh, regale us with it. But you got to back me up because it's... To the tune oh. of I Like It in honor of, you know, feminist theorist and Grammy Award winner Belle Almanzar. Oh, right. Yes. Are you ready? I was about to do the Okur, oh, but that's not my ministry. Oh Okur! Oh, <laughs> oh, you did good! <laughs> I'm so proud of you! Oh. I feel
1: very 21st century right
0: okay. now. Okay. You just gotta, you, you know, the song I Like It. Massamano. Mm, all you have to do is go I like it like that okay okay so this is the community contributor song (laughs) that
1: is not the beat
0: and the other song starts no (laughs) oh my gosh this is gonna be an epic fail (laughs) come on up we need them dollars i like it like that become a patron tomorrow i like it like that get a shout out on queer walk i like it like that community yeah it been hot i like it like that Hey, it's
1: good. and it was i was ready to um hate on you that was cute and we had like
0: a good little call and response yes exactly So what you think? All right. That's
1: okay. I think I think we found the jingle. Okay. All right. All right. You want to start us off Nikita? Yes. So as you may know, Money and I had the sheer privilege to be on your gay auntie's podcast. Oh my gosh. We'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. And we had just such a really good time with Hanifa and Red. And so Hanifa and Red are obviously the hosts of your gay aunties, but we just wanted to put them in the community contributor section because not only do they have that bad bomb ass podcast, yes. but they are really just baddies.
0: They ju- they are just so fucking accomplished. They have and-
1: really deeply and meaningfully contributed to yeah. the queer queer TPOC community. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna start out with oh, just I said baddies, but they're both. Not that it's important. But they're both fine beyond measure. That that anyway. is
0: important. Anyway. That, I mean, when we say baddies, I think people be like, "Oh, that's cute." They're admiring. No, when we say baddies, we mean keep your pants up. We mean. <laughs> I wish she, she's
1: about to do something inappropriate with this mic. I really right. wasn't. So I'm gonna start off. So again, the hosts are Hanifa and Red. So I'm gonna start off by telling y'all about Hanifa. Hanifa Walida. Just even a badass.
0: Name. Just a name. Both Ooh. of
1: them: Hanifa Walida and Red Summer. Oh my god! Just not effing around. All right. So for folks who don't know, Hanifa was actually um, a hip hop artist, and her um artist name was Shaw Key.
0: Yes. So not just a hip hop artist. But see, Nikita wouldn't know that because I'm the one with the old school hip hop trivia. So right. My, she was. She was. That's over not here. my
1: lane. That's not my ministry. Exactly. But that's okay. Not just a hip hop artist and a musician, but also. A playwright, an educator, social arts activist. And so she has a long career, just a trailblazer, Mm -hmm. right? A 20-year career um, doing arts and social change work. Um, And one of her projects, it was a feature-length, award-winning documentary, You People, one of the first LGBT-focused films to be screened at the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's let's just stop it yeah. and just take stock of that, yeah. I, right? When we talk about four mothers, right? You know, yeah, um, she's uh, toured with a neo funk band, the Brooklyn Brooklyn Funk Essentials, and just if this is not enough for you to know that Hanifa Walida is just a bad, just a baddie doing bad things, Tazake Shange, Lord rest her soul, but yes. you know she I is shame. an ancestor with the ancestors. This is what Intizake had to say about Hanifa. Quote, she is a mischievous mixed media millennium whip. Hanifa Walida speaks you. about black people in the gay community with a passion we associate with Zora Neale Hurston and Amiri
0: Baraka. Oh my goodness. That, I mean, so, that's high break. Yes. And, yes.
1: like, Ntozake like is just not, you know, your little spoken word artist on like, the corner. You
0: don't have to take our word for it that Hanifa <laughs> is that bitch. Right. You could take Ntozake Shange's word for right. it. <laughs> and so... Oh, I have to also say please. about Hanifa. So, I'm, I'm TAing hip-hop feminism this semester. Okay. And we were reading this um, article about, like, when will hip-hop be ready for a lesbian rapper, Right. And so I'm just do-do-do-do, reading, reading, reading. Guess who is cited and talked about in this article? Hanifa's her- trailblazing for- ass. Hanifa's trailblazing ass. I was like, I cannot believe I was a guest on her podcast. And I'm sitting here reading about her. This yeah. is just, this is just that is ethics. amazing.
1: Epic shit. Just, just, just too wonderful. Yeah. And it's like, your mind is already blown, but... Put your uh, put the top back on put your, your panties back on and do that because we also <laughs> got to get into how amazing Red Summer is. Oh my gosh! So Red is also an artist, right? Also, Multimedia
0: artist. Both of
1: them, right? So a black Muslim lesbian, and so she produced and created. A wonderful documentary called Al Nisa, Black Muslim Women and Atlanta's Gay Mecca. I love that little... uh,
0: (laughs) You like that Mecca, right? Ah.
1: That was nice. And so she does Spoken Word again, documentary producer, the list goes on. And in one of the links I saw, it says she's basically a lesbian superwoman who's (laughs) always happy to share her talents with the world. Yes. And like that is just so accurate. And... (laughs) I would be remiss because this is an important part of our friendship. You know, she was in the Black Lesbian web series, Between, Between Women. And- that's how I first found out about her. Right. Yes. And I just want to we will be sure to put it in the show notes, but she wrote a piece uh, some years ago. It was an op-ed yeah. about
0: being a black lesbian and muslim mean, in and the, the south. You know, I read that so long ago, but I didn't connect that it was That that red, was red. Right. Yeah. yeah. And right. so, same thing with like Shaquille and Hanifa. Right, just like, exactly. oh my gosh, wow! I hope one day that my um, alter ego is that legendary that people yeah. are like, what? Same. Yeah, you know this is really this is really the episode of powerful pairs. Because, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. So, again. Thank you, Hanifa and Red, for having us on. And yeah. it's episode twenty eight of your gay aunties. Go check it out. Go check it you know, out. Tell them queer Rock sent you. <laughs> they're their gay nieces <laughs> or nibblings. <laughs> That's so cute. But the community okay. can it's popping this
1: week. Can I say it? You just you were so excited. You didn't even know. Oh let my gosh, yes. Anyway, the community contributor section this week, this episode is just popping. Yeah. On, I was about to say on fleet, but I know we don't say. Oh, that Oh, we anymore. don't say that. Anymore.
0: All right, so it's it's stellar, it's top <laughs> notch.
1: Stick to the words that I know.
0: So over on the Patreon, uh, we got a lovely comment from a Boston daddy Brigade member, Kamara. And so, for our patrons, if you don't know,
1: money has been putting together sonically rich. <laughs> oh my! <God>. Playlist, <laughs> and so that if you everyone knows that. Money is like a musical connoisseur, okay. so if if there was no other reason to become a patron, it's because of this again sonically rich playlist that she's putting together. Yeah, and I'll month. be
0: I'll be dropping them monthly. That's right, exactly. like a mixtape. Right. So Kamara says
1: on the Patreon page, Patreon page,
0: love, love,
1: love everyone on here. She's talking about the playlist. Been listening to Brent Fires ever since you recommended such good cozy snuggle sexy vibes. Thanks for the record. Yeah. So not only would you have a wonderfully rich sonic experience listening to money, but you can also well, you know, I'll let you fill in the blanks about what you could do. To I have mean, that playlist. If,
0: if you do observe Valentine's Day, right. it would be a great playlist to, have to observe it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, go ahead and become a patron so you can get that exclusive content. Exclusive.
1: All right. So, and other patrons, a shout out to Khadijah for becoming a patron. We appreciate that and we appreciate you. Yes. And the homies at Marsha's Play, shout out to Diamond, Mia,
0: and Z. And Z. So, they upped their pledge. We appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. I, I was about to say, that just burns my pussy. But, no. <laughs> Shout out That's to me. Mia. I love. <laughs> <laughs> just makes me so happy. And the other new patrons are Bianca. Thank you, Bianca. Yes. Michelle. Thank, Thank you. you. Shout Michelle. out
1: to you. And Gil Marie. Hey.
0: Wow. That's lit. Y'all, thank y'all so much for, like, hitting off the Patreon. Because it feels like so much time passes in between episodes. But between last episode and this episode, we basically uh, had to ride down there, um, (laughs) run down on a bitch twice on PayPal. So, we appreciate... It, because we were really uh, strapped for cash there for a long time. Yeah, so, you know. but we got our money back and, you know,
1: fuck yeah. PayPal and anybody that loves them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> new patrons, people are upping their pledge, and then we're going to go to... The reviews, the reviews
0: yeah on iTunes oh I my mean, gosh i'm so happy all right so y'all know we are really trying to get to that 200 mark for reviews um and y'all really came through in the past 2 weeks yeah um with these reviews we got seven new reviews seven new reviews up. um so we're, what are we going to do we're going to take turns cuz yeah, i we'll know take you, turns. you know you like to dominate i do not the iTunes reviews just because you're an apple product user This is neither here nor there. All right. So, first of all, we actually got eight new reviews. We got a one-star review. um, (laughs) And I'm pretty sure it was from Kamala Harris because of the last episode. We're (laughs) still not voting for you, Kamala. So, hey, Kamala, girl, we see you in your one-star. But you're prosecuting ass. (laughs) Um... But in uh, in five star news, uh, <laughs> we got a review entitled "Y'all Are Everything" from T, T the, the Muse. Muse. Can I say it? Sorry, new? I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm T so the sad. Muse five stars says, "I love you, girls. Funny, intellectual, real, and queer. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Funny, intellectual,
1: real, and queer. Ferk." That, no. Doesn't work? (laughs) All right. Back to the drawing board. (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, We also have another review, five star, entitled, Y'all Are Everything. Oh, they have the same title. That's so cute. Oh, wow. And this is from chio has Got Jokes. Chio says, Hi, y'all. I'm a queer Latina from Los Angeles. I wanted to let Nikita know that her weekly contributions are the smartest things I've ever heard. You know how people say that if you read the newspaper every day for a year, you'll have a a high school education? I feel like if you listen to Queer Rock every day for a year, you'll have the basis for a very healthy and active and generative queer life. Hey, Also... Money's mm-hmm. mental moments are like an integral part of my mental health journey. Mm-hmm. All in all, thanks for all your work and light and
0: joy. Oh my gosh, that is thank so you sweet, so much Chios. First of all, Chios, I'm just glad we have West Coast listeners. Yeah, because, me too. <laughs> um it'd be kind of kind of quiet on the it West. It'd be kind of quiet on the West. So thank you so much, Chios. Oh my gosh. All right. So the next new review is from Cool Kiki, and it's titled "Incredible." Five stars. I found this podcast on a whim because I was currently bored with the podcast I was listening to. And I am so thankful I found this one. Yes. Okay, Kiki, you got to tell us how you found it on a whim. Because, you know, we just yeah. want to know. Um, It's so important to listen to the voices of people like you, black and queer, and that's why this podcast is so incredibly important for the community. I also think it's important to listen to voices and experiences different than yours. So even if you aren't black or queer, but are wanting to do your part, I encourage you to not only listen and learn from our voices, but also by supporting us, this podcast. All right. Thank you so much, Kiki. Thank you, Kiki.
1: We really appreciate- And I love a
0: new listener. You know, I stand a new listener.
1: I was about to say, the title of Kiki's review is you know incredible, but I'm going to say that Kiki, you're incredible too. Thank you. You be trying to push up on the reviews because I appreciate it. All right, read the next one. So the next one says, "Slay, comrades." All right. So (laughs) oddly enough, the person's. Name is Not Riveting. I don't think that they're talking about us, though. Because they gave us five stars. Anyway, Not Riveting says, I can't believe I never left my review. I thought I did already. I love you both, plus love this podcast. What a well-rounded, fun, supportive, affirming podcast. I look forward to every episode. Your interaction gives me... Life plus my black, queer, psychology-loving self yes. loves all the mental wellness talk, plus socialist highlights, too. Thank you. Thank you, friends. little heart
0: emoji. emoji. Yes. Thank you. Not riveting? And I, I would say you are riveting. <laughs> Stop trying to take my moves now. All right. The next review from, comes from Kenj T, and it is titled, Queer Walk, F-T-W, for the win? Yes, for the win. Okay. I, how, how do you know these online acronyms and I don't? I don't know. <laughs> so, Kenji writes, I tune in every episode to get my entire life. Queer Walk Pod gets me together every episode with a good cackle and gems for mental health. And that intro song, shout out to Truth for the, like, umpteenth time. Yes, always true. Yes, that intro. Woo, Chile! A vibe. Love this podcast. What is that from?
1: What I keep seeing everybody post I, it. I don't too. know. Someone help us. Use the hashtag QueerWOC so we can understand what this woof Ch- Chile thing. Is. I know it's gotta come from some meme, but I'm not hip enough. To I just
0: know. don't I'm I am I am rapidly aging. I see. <laughs> 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 All right. The next one comes
1: from Deb Loud, entitled Funny, Fierce, Full of Wisdom. Five stars. From history to politics. Mental health to romance, these baddies produce an amazing and educational show every damn time. I love how they
0: edited damn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can never be too sure. like such a bad word. They were like, maybe they didn't think it would uh, go through. through. I appreciate that, (laughs) yeah. Thank you for being so thoughtful. Yes. And last but not least, take
0: it away, money. Oh, this
1: is... I love this one.
0: The last one is from Takesha M., First review ever. Five stars. I literally just had to stop this podcast to share it, then come here to give you your five stars and write a review. This is my first time taking the time to review any of the many podcasts I listen to. I always say I will come back later and never do. But after listening to Money's Mental Moment on the seven stages of wellness, I knew I needed to take the time right now. So I'm writing this as my kids are throwing tantrums in the car, LOL. This is one of the most well-rounded and thought-through podcasts I listen to. You truly cover all areas. I feel like the information provided here is useful without that added layer of having having to decolonize anything. As a parent, I find it hard to introduce my children to new concepts because most ideas come with so many layers. Thank you, Money and Nikita. Wow.
1: It's not even just a five-star review, but if somebody is letting their kids have a tantrum in the back, that, <laughs> they, they fucking with this. Hey? Yes. <laughs> so thank you, Takesha, and thank you, Takesha's children.
0: Yes. <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the review. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, y'all, I, I think... Obviously, we like want the reviews um, so that like folks who just visit the page will be like, "Hmm, should I check this podcast out?" But these reviews help us so much um, on late nights when we don't feel like recording. Yeah. Um, when all when we run into all the bumps, when we got to fight PayPal, right? Um, like, and and we're like, should we keep this going? <sighs> like, I don't know about you, Nikita, but I'm I'm very.
1: We should, we
0: should just stop. Like you know,
1: she's a classic Virgo. <laughs> One minute she's like, "The podcast is the best thing that ever happened to me," and
0: then the next, the minute, next minute I'm like, "Fuck, it, it's the bait of my existence." <laughs> um, and you so so does. reading this, reading this, y'all just like means so much. I wish I could, could like convey it through this mic, like how much it means. And similarly with everything y'all say about the mental moment, I get so defeated trying to get this fucking phd um and just trying to be out here as like a therapist who wants to work with my people you know um and so oh gosh like every minute y'all tell me um that the mental moment like it was helpful in any kind of way it just means so much and i know nikita will never say it because she's just a a little commercial introvert but i see how much work she puts in for our communities um, and tangential communities and just for the world in general. And so for her activism, for her um, political brilliance to be like celebrated and acknowledged by y'all, like, I just want everybody to know how dope and brilliant my friend is. And the fact that y'all Celebrate her in the reviews. It just like really touches my heart. What
1: so. if you're gonna make me cry? You know, you know, I'm emotional. Now they about I'm to older. make me
0: cry with these reviews. Like, yeah. oh, her eyes are like actually welling <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> oh, but you don't think I have a soul in here? <laughs> it just thanks, thanks, y'all. We really like, do appreciate really, it. Really means a lot. Um, and on this same wave, I just want to shout out whoever in Chicago started listening to Queer Walk because. <laughs> Chicago is in our top five cities. Top three. Top three. My bad. Um, And it has never been before. So That is not true, it, Mike. It, it is true.
1: That is not true. Nikita. I, I'm having deja vu. I vividly remember an episode a while ago where you said the same exact thing. Well. The, either way, we love Chicago. We do. And we appreciate the fact that you all are listening and sharing.
0: That was the point. Sure. Is that maybe they was gone for a minute, but now they back with the jump off. Okay? That was cute. So, I just want to thank Chicago for coming back with a vengeance um, <laughs> with the plays. We so, Right. Okay. That was a good way to cinch that up and know, bring it together. Because, you know, the things can get very coastal. And so I appre- <laughs> I appreciate Chicago for holding it down for the Midwest. The Midwest. Yes. And last but not least in a community contributors segment. It feels like so long ago cuz we're like bi-weekly. Like a month
1: ago. Damn.
0: It was really not that long ago though. Yeah. <laughs> so we took a hellish Greyhound bus ride. Yeah. <laughs> down to New York City to meet up with B The Black Baddie <laughs> Brunch Brigade. Yes. Is there another B in there? We're,
1: all the B's. Right. <laughs> so, B to the 37th power. Yeah, just so. to
0: cover our bases. <laughs> so, for folks who are like new to this here program, um, the Black Batty Brigade is just our podcast community, and it is composed of ourselves. Bag ladies, bag ladies. Tea with Queen and Jay, Tea with Queen and Jay. Inner Ho Uprising, Inner Ho Uprising. And they couldn't be there, but also Marsha's plate, Marsha's plate. That's right. And so that's our crew. Um, and you know, it just it just always feels so good to just be in a room full of black folks talking podcast shit. Yeah. Um, don't not having to explain like parts of like your politic around like black feminism and shit. Right. And yeah, and we just really support each other through this podcasting. Landscape, yeah, and I felt so. <laughs> I, there's so much I don't know about podcasting. Yes, I was just like mind blown, yeah, about how much I don't know. Uh, I feel like this was the most informative brunch, definitely, thus, to date. To date, um, damn, it's just like I mean, I knew I knew that everybody was like you know baddies and doing their own Brilliant. thing, but like, yeah, like Sam out here, like editing. For, for like every black <laughs> every black <laughs> podcast you know is stephanie first of all stephanie is hilarious if y'all oh don't listen to bad ladies, y'all need to gosh listen. She, like, I really think she's waiting to pop out with a Netflix uh, we, special stand-up. To sound like the old folks, I just feel like she had us in stitches. She really did. The whole the time. The whole time. And, she, and, and the wild thing about it is she don't even try to be funny. She's not. She's right. just telling you. She's, I was about what, to say, she's just a very, very good storyteller. Yes, yeah. Just hilarious. Um, but also makes graphics. So hire and pay SXM. Our homies, yeah. yes. So, if you need a graphics, ma- a graphic made, if you need editing support for your podcast, all that stuff, hit them up. And they're just also community ass bitches just like us. And so, any pointers, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just hit them up. And we love y'all yeah. so much.
1: I, just the, on that last little bit, it's like I feel like a lot of times in these industries, people just really try to keep, you know, knowledge and information yes. to, the, uh, to themselves. And so, it's just yeah. really great to be in a space where people are, um, they're not stingy, mm-hmm, you know, with mm-hmm. their time, their knowledge, yes. and whatever information that they have. And we really just couldn't ask for more. So right. I really
0: appreciate them. Yeah. You know, Queen cooked all that damn food oh, for everybody. God. And you
1: know, i And sh- I, I can admit this now because this would surely get my black card taken away. I was not a fan of grits before until I had Queen's grits. Wow. Oh, you look like you're judging me. That's fine. I'm, you know... Hmm. Anyway, I'm now, I can thankfully say to Queen, a Grits convert. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, those were some good-ass Grits then. They really were. Yeah. So, don't y'all want to be like these incredible people? You do. And get like these glowing shout-outs on Queer Walk? You do. If you do, become a community contributor. You can do so by donating, by leaving a review, Send us, a re- send us, like, a review on SoundCloud because it's been kind of quiet it over there. It has been, yeah. I, I know a lot of y'all listen over there. I, I, my agenda is working. <laughs> okay. Taking down Apple one SoundCloud pay at a time. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Moving on along, you know, to my personal favorite segment. The mental moment with money. And I was thinking about this segment. And I was thinking about you. And I feel like, I feel like you're chosen. Not just by, you know, in the metaphysical sense by the ancestors. <laughs> but I think that you're chosen by us. The, I'm chose. The community. <laughs> uh, and yes, and you're chose. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Money will warn you about the strange things in your mind. Your mental health is serious. Pull up a seat and spare some time. When you get cynical... Your psyche will tear you apart. Money is ready to help hear your mind and your heart.
0: <laughs> to the bridge.
1: Depression's driving me out of my mind. Hey. That's why the moment's such a fine. Trusting money with our heads. We miss her, don't diss her, and love her. It's, it's money difference. we've chosen. Hey, shaking that ass. When our psyches are so fragile. <laughs>
0: Never a big <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm oh back God. with the jingle you are what a fucking epic comeback all right okay this is so funny because first of all i love new edition and all it's spin-offs. that is bell biv devoid i know i was about oh. to say that you Sorry. didn't give me a chance Sorry. i said i love new edition and, and all it's spin-offs. spin-offs okay i was just try to do me i was ready to all right you. new edition is in my lane of knowing you're right, Touche. That's that's moving closer to yes. to decades
1: that you would listen to.
0: Right, and so here's a funny tidbit about me. So I'm the oldest. I have two younger siblings, Shara and Nunu. Hey, y'all, love y'all. Know y'all listening. And I used to force them to do like the um, dances. The dances, yes. So this is so funny because I was so young. I was probably in like fourth grade, <laughs> and I'm in there. A boom, cat. That's it. You you can't be Ricky no more. What was that? Uh, <laughs> That woman from Making the Band, Lori... Lorianne Gibson. That's what you was? was I was (laughs) boom-cacking in there with my little sisters to Belle Biv DeVoe. Wow. New edition, all of it. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Nunu and Shara, if that re-traumatized you. (laughs) I'm I'm sure Nunu just (laughs) like... Yeah. So thanks for that amazing intro, Nikita. Alrighty. All right, y'all. So this mental moment, I'm going to get into... Okay, so... This is all about anxiety, but I'm going to do it from a rocks perspective. What? So, y'all yeah, I know, I be, I be into my crystals and shit. Um, I actually have a, an extensive uh, crystal collection, um, rocks and crystals uh, and minerals, you know. And I think I'm getting into this, like, new element of the mental moment with money and continuing that alliteration, minerals for melancholy. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> because I have been um, into crystals heavy. And uh, I think my friends know this about me, but for those of you who are new and listening, I think I started collecting crystals in like 2011. I think that's when I got my first one. and My first one was pretty basic. It was a clear quartz. Um, and so since then, I've just been like, increasing in this like collection but also knowledge about crystals and what they do and all that good stuff so today i wanted to talk specifically about rocks that help with anxiety and y'all know i love an acronym and so (laughs) the three crystals i'm gonna talk to y'all about are amethyst sodalite and howlite also known as ash yes (laughs) all right so this um this mental moment was inspired by uh, our dear friend Sequoia, um, who actually just left. Hey, Sequoia! <laughs> Shout out to Dula for a queen. Yes, Dula for a queen. Um, and also a singer. she do everything. She do too much. Um, but she was. She called me the other day, and she told me that listening to us. So uh, Sequoia deals with anxiety like a lot of us do, especially mm-hmm. a lot of us who um, are have marginalized identities, are part of movement work, all that shit. Um, she especially around driving. And so she told me that listening to the podcast, especially like the mental moment and hearing our voices while she was driving helped her drive like a, a far, the farthest distance that she has in a long time oh my gosh and so that just y'all I immediately teared up because I was like this is all I be trying to do as a therapist <laughs> and it's like just like, trying to get you from point A to, to point B <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um so so it really like inspired this uh segment that I'm giving y'all on today okay and with this episode dropping on Valentine's Day should you choose to observe it um I also think that these would be, these are not only like helpful for anxiety, but they're also cute um, gifts oh, for someone. If you want to get idea. somebody, right? So, moving on and on. Ash. Okay, so the first rock, special rock I want to tell y'all about is Amethyst. So, yo, if y'all hear rumbling, <laughs> it is She's because I literally... actually
1: bringing out the rocks right now.
0: I am. Oh, wow. Okay much okay. an, an ASMR program okay. <laughs> okay so y'all Nikita is not a crystal rock um dish uh, so I I'm pulling them out because I want her to like be introduced to them. What oh, do you the- think? So this is ameth- amethyst Nikita. Oh, okay
1: this is very pretty.
0: yes uh, so can you describe what you see for the folks? Okay, so uh
1: it does indeed look like a crystal, it's got like a lavender, yes color it's a little
0: shimmery hmm so so I have raw amethyst here for her, so there there's uh so raw amethyst literally looks like purple crystals growing out of rocks, um, but if you get like tumbled amethyst, it can be you know like prettier, I guess, like more round, more purple, more shiny, but this is raw, like straight from the ground. Oh baby, comes. I
1: like it. Raw. Pretty
0: much. <laughs> um and so the way all crystals work um is that they interact with our like energies or our like all of the the minerals and shit that we have in our body and help us just balance out. It's been used for like ages. Like um I know like two two specific examples is like um like ancient uh Chinese beliefs around like jade having like uh okay. special powers. Um Egyptian folks used to bury their dead with crystals. So this this ain't nothing new. Even though it's cute on Instagram now, this ain't nothing new, right? And amethyst is one of the oldest uh relaxing rocks. Okay, um, and so like Nikita was describing, um, it is uh, in purplish in color, um, very crystally. so a lot of people like amethyst because it's pretty. Um, so it's helped it helps uh, relaxation and calming. Most people use it to help get better sleep. You can tuck it under your pillow. Me when it comes to my amethyst, I need it raw. The raw, the better. Um, Shut up, Nikita. She just wagged her uh, (laughs) eyebrows at me. It ain't that kind of program, okay? But the reason why I like it raw is because it's rough and... For me, I'm a very tactile person. If something is going to work for me, I need to feel it, you know? Kind of like Bengay, you know? You get that, like, burn. (laughs) It's like, or Listerine. It's like, I feel like it's working. Wow. So, so for me, my amethyst has to be raw um, because of that. Because, like I said, if you get it tumbled, it's all soft and smooth and pretty. Um, But when it's raw, like, you run your fingers across it. It's bumpy. And to me, it just, like... It's just more soothing. So
1: you wanna try, Nikita? I'll try to rub it, yeah. I like the I like the feel of it. I feel like what this is helpful mm. for. I feel like I would use this for like a grounding thing. Yes.
0: Exactly. You know, I listen to you. I, I'm so glad. Something stinks in. It like
1: mate forces me to like focus on Focus, things. yeah. Like okay.
0: Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's amethyst. Again, helpful for calming, relaxing, mm. tuck it under your pillow to get you a good night's sleep. And like me, I think it also helps with nightmares, too. So, it's Amethyst. Ash. Did the A. Amethyst. The second is Soda Light. So, y'all, I almost had a scare because I couldn't find my Soda Light before we was recording. And I wear it so much that I was, like, I was afraid it had, like, left me. Because it was like, bitch, you know, I'm really done with you. Um, <laughs> um Other people need me. Um, So, Soda Light... Go ahead, describe it for the folks, Nikita.
1: All right, so this ha- has like a marbling thing mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. It's like different shades of blue with like these marbled streaks of like a peach or mm-hmm. a white kind of color. Yeah.
0: Smooth. So a different kind of texture.
1: Yes. Surface than the amethyst.
0: Yes. Sodalite smoother. It's like a softer rock.
1: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, so sodalite is uh like... I always think of it as, like, a dark sky. Um, like, imagine, picture, a, a like, a dark blue sky. Mm-hmm. That's what sodalite Light looks like. And it's um, often called, like, the Stone of Peace. So you can see how this is helpful for anxiety. It, it's specifically um, given to folks who suffer with panic attacks because it's used to help calm, like, rushing thoughts and, like, ease your mind, right? So, um... How I use this is I either like tuck it in my pocket so I can like rub it because again it's smooth, it's soft, and so like like Nikita said about the grounding stuff like it helps in that way. I wear mine a lot, so i I have these cages that I put my crystals in um like as a necklace or I like tuck it in my bra, you know <laughs> nature's pocket if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that what Blanche called it, Blanche yeah. Devro. Yeah. I feel like my chest is too big. It's like a pocketbook. If I put anything in there, it'll <laughs> just get lost. Where did I put my soda light? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So and soda light is also really helpful for helping us um, stop getting um, like lost in our emotion or like too overwhelmed by emotion uh, because it also helps with. Um, ex- Uh, expressing yourself and communicating clearly and this is something for me that's really important because I'm a therapist and I do talk therapy mostly Um, you know I do active active shit sometimes but primarily my modality is talk and so I need to be able to communicate effectively if I'm going to be doing that Um, so yeah that's SodaLite the stone of peace and last but not least um, my rock for anxiety is H- how light so Nikita? You want to describe how light? All right, so
1: how light also looks uh has a marbly look to it, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of the inverse of sodalite so it's white, got a white background, and then it's mm-hmm. got this. What is this, like a black and
0: grayish sort of uh, marbling thing going on mm-hmm, with it? Mm-hmm. Also very smooth. Very smooth, yeah. This what well, this highlight is tumbled, so yeah. What do you yeah. mean? Um it just means that it was smoothed. It oh, was smoothed okay. out. Like it don't come out the gr- the earth like this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um and a lot of a lot of crystals are tumbled, like especially if you buy the small ones at crystal shops and stuff. Um. Yeah. So, how light? How light is the sleep stone, right? And so I I threw this in for um, anxiety because lack of sleep. Again, I say this almost every episode <laughs> is such a contributing factor for how our body processes stress, right? If you um if your body doesn't get the reset it needs in order to like deal with shit. Um, You just can't deal with it in an effective way. Um, So if you have trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, um, get you some Howlite. So uh, it's often given to people who suffer with insomnia, uh, especially when your insomnia is caused by racing thoughts. Howlite helps us with understanding, um, calming our awareness to everything. So like if you feel like you over-aware, like hyper-aware of everything, um which is also a lot of times a symptom of anxiety how light helps with that and another thing that i love about how light is that it is a stone that's often used as a connection to like ancestors right and so um i don't know about y'all but i have like a lot of folks in my family who have passed who mm-hmm. who did things around sleep for me so like my my great grandma for example i have always had terrible nightmares my whole life and she would like put a fork under my pillow she was like, this'll keep the these this'll keep the goons of the goblins away. <laughs> uh, she would put um a, a one of those small little green Bibles under my pillow to keep um nightmares at bay. Or, like, if I had a spelling test the next day. She's like, oh, if you sleep on your words. That's what like my mama used to Yeah. Say. And so, like, I just have such this connection with my great grandma and sleep. And, like, getting good sleep. Um, and I still put all kind of shit under my pillows to today. So, thanks, Sula. I love you so much. So, yeah, how light is also used for that, right? So, my three rocks that I recommend for anxiety. Amethyst. Amethyst, sodalite, sodalite, and howlite, and howlite, ash. Yes, ash. Talk about um, it. Yeah. Um, so yes, those are my uh, rock anxiety away suggestions. Oh my gosh, that um, is so cute. <laughs> and I'm gonna put a link uh, to an article from the Little Box of Rocks uh, that it that gives some more suggestions for crystals that can help with anxiety. I put these... I feel like these are really common ones that you could get anywhere, um, right? And also, I have this book called um, Crystals for Healing. Um, and I'll put a link to this book as well. But it gives more, like, in-depth, like, metaphysical properties of crystals. Also, if you're interested. Um, and just a little last, you know, tidbit I want to say about crystals. Because I think they they are becoming more trendy. Um, and you can get them from a lot of places. I... Would like to say our folks, meaning uh, black and brown folks have used rocks and the earth and everything they had at their to Just like pick up and run with since the beginning of time, y'all. And crystals are not just about how pretty they look um, or how big it is. It's also about where you get them from. So I would encourage you to support um, black and brown Folks who are selling crystals, uh, if y'all want to hit me up, I have like some links to people um, who are of color and selling this stuff. If you have a place near you where you can go like crystal hunting, um, we have a a lot of mines up here in upstate New York. Uh, I'm planning on hitting a lot of them up this summer um think about that and also uh you know we we elevated amy's work around like um you know food justice and, and its connection to the land um you know and we we use this stuff to heal ourselves you know through, through whether it be plant-based diets or rocks that that we use um but we also want to like give thanks to the earth for giving yeah. us all these things that we use to heal um so yeah rock away anxiety with amethyst Odalite <laughs> and highlight. all
1: right thank you for that
0: you're welcome. You know, I know, I know. Nikita is not convinced, but you know, I gave her ass some crystals before, and they worked.
1: I haven't even said anything.
0: You're a skeptic. A little, yeah.
1: It's okay. I like. A, I there's use for me though in like mm-hmm. the grounding and the the tactile.
0: Yeah, feeling. It's okay. You know, I can't. I can't win them all. But I. I will say you have to take a multi prong approach to dealing with anxiety. And also, you have to take a multi-pronged approach to spirituality or whatever you want to call it, you know? So, like, some people believe that there's um, an all-knowing, invisible man in the sky um, who knows all their moves and who created them. And I choose to believe in, <laughs> in rocks. So, <laughs> Touché. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And now... Our bi-weekly word with our womanist, worker, wordsmith, wizard, Nikita. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So this is the segment where Nikita breaks on down some social justice jargon or some terminology that we throw around. So to get us on the same page. Right. With what we are talking about. Right. So go ahead. What's the word, Nikita? Okay.
1: So the word this week is negro history week slash black history month negro no it's we're gonna get into the history because we're not just throwing that around in the 21st century <laughs> um so not only is the the episode is going to drop on february 14th which is valentine's day but it's also frederick douglas's birthday uncle freddie um freddie d yes <laughs> um so obviously february is black history month And what made me want to talk about this is that I saw this article and it was called Why Black History Month Must Be Cancelled. And so... Um, I follow this person. Uh, His name is Ernest Owens. And um, I I think that he's uh, generally like a decent person. So first, I just kind of want to say some things before um, I talk about the article. So um, this is meant to be more of like a comradely nudging, right? Mm -hmm. It's not meant, you know, I think a lot of times, especially on social media, people are just ready to rip each other to shreds. And, you know, the only people that we rip to shreds on this show are the people in power. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're not trying to like Mm -hmm. tear each other down, Mm -hmm. even when we just Disagree, right. So, um, yeah, it's not meant to trash him, but I just, I just disagree with uh, some of the points. Uh, second, um, I understand and agree with the broader points and the trends that he's trying to capture and talk about. But I just I just think that he's off a little bit. Okay. And last, uh, I especially wanted to just like kind of respond to it is because it's, it's not about him as an individual. I think the things that he raises in this piece, it will put a link to it. So, you know, you can make your own assessments and you can either say that you agree or disagree with me or whether you agree um, or or with him or maybe you file somewhere in the middle but he the things that he talks about in the article are things that I think black people I've heard a number of other black people say and most importantly I think it's a sentiment that I understand right yeah. and I, so I'm going to get at that in a little bit so just to kind of do it's not a it's, it's like a you know a little op-ed and he wrote it for like a local paper like i said he's talking he's capturing sentiments that i think black people often have around uh, black history month okay. so i just kind of want to bring up four points um, it respond to these uh, like four or five points that he makes in the piece. So the first one is, you know, he kind of the things that we joke about all the time. It's like February is the shortest month, and it's the only time that people generally care about Black History, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Again, that's you know, that's that's real, right? Okay. So the second point is that he he does. It's not a long piece, but just the the brief mention of like the historical roots of black history he puts those um at kent state and so he says that the first initial black history month celebration started in 1970 and that's like a piece of it and i think i i'm going to get into it later but i think that we need to go further back mm-hmm. um and so another point he says is that schools government media corporations need to recognize black history black history all year right mm-hmm. black people all he all year mm-hmm. and so basically because um because of these earlier points he says uh, black History Month basically needs to be canceled. So I want to respond to that. And then he 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 also says corporations need to be again to the point that Black people and Black History should be celebrated all year. He says corporations need to be making investments in Black communities not just during February but months after that. I just kind of want to go into those four or five points. Yeah. Just have a, a response. So there's just kind of like a basic question of why was February chosen as the Black Black History Month.
0: Oh, I know that. Why? Oh, it's because Frederick Douglass' birthday uh-huh. um, and also Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Uh-huh. That's why. Well, that was Negro History Week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't know why it became a month, but... So, this that's a good
1: start. So, I kind of want... I'm going to get at the first two points. So, why February? And then I kind of want to go further back then where his initial starting start point in the of the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, money is absolutely right. So, the Negro History Week, which is the predecessor to Black History Month, mm-hmm. was actually started and coined by, you know, the great black intellectual and historian Carter G. Woodson, you know. Yeah. I, just to be honest, I've never read uh, his book, the, Mis- the Miseducation of the Negro. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a long, um, he had a long, illustrious career of writing and thinking about uh, black folks and specifically, mm-hmm. like, black history. So he starts... Negro History Week in the 1920s, mm-hmm. right? And so he officially sent out a press release announcing Negro History Week in February 1926. But also it's useful to note that it was Carter G. Woodson along with like three or four other people who formed the Association for Study of Negro Life and History. So he started that in 1912. Wow. And then in 1916, he established the... The Journal of Negro History, and so this is somebody. So he had been working, yes, for yes. years. So yeah. this is really important because Carter G. Woodson is somebody who was who was serious about trying to institutionalize the study of black of black folks' history, right? Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. um, he was he was a member of Omega Sci Phi, and then when he mm-hmm. was in he was a I think he joined when he was in graduate school, and so he was already trying to encourage the his brothers in the fraternity to like take an active role in studying black folks history. Mm-hmm. So he was already doing a lot of this, mm-hmm. you know, prior to Negro History Week. And so the point about like you said about he chose February, it's not just because it was the the birth month of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. but more importantly, that black people had already been celebrating the birth dates of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. And so he created the holiday because black people were already in the process. Like there was already been we were already doing it. Yes. There was already a tradition and a practice of commemorating important parts of black history. Right.
0: Right. Around that time of year. Around that time right,
1: of year. Right. And so I think that that's important. And that's something that we are. Uh, it's kind of been uh, an unintended theme of this episode. Right. Is that we're building on traditions, Not just yes. like. He didn't just wake up and say I know what
0: you all should be doing. <laughs> right, right. Right. By golly February <laughs> shall be negro month. <laughs> like no. He's like okay. He's like these are the things that black people are already you doing. You know. you And you know us. It was probably like it's, it's Uncle Freddy's birthday. We barbecuing. Exactly. Uh, exactly. It's Abraham Lincoln's birthday. We turning up. Right. And, and Carter was like, hmm, I think we're on the Right. And for, and for
1: me, it's like, as an organizer, it's like, one of the things that like I think about is that you want to go where people are already gathered.
0: Already doing, because yeah. people Because
1: in that sense, people already have ties and relationships. Do you know what I'm saying? And they already care. They already care. Yeah. And so the second point or the yeah the second point is that this is my favorite thing and I just learned this probably I was looking on my uh, Facebook and I posted about it like three years so thank you NSA and Facebook for reminding me what I was doing three years ago <laughs> this this is just the absolute my absolute favorite part and this is why I think I have a problem with the idea that we just need to cancel um, Black History or like this is an answer to Ernest and other people's uh, point is like why don't we do this all year mm-hmm. so in the Journal of Negro History remember this is the publication. Uh, that Carter G. Wilson helped found in the 1943 issue. He says that Negro history week, it was a designated time specifically for school students to demonstrate what they had learned about black people all throughout the year. Wow. Wow. And it's like, that's not how we approach it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, back to the you know Carter G. To the earlier point that I was making is that he was somebody who was already serious about institutionalizing that kind of study yeah. and that history. And so here are just some of the things that uh, he had done. So Woodson and you know the Association for Study of Negro Life in History, um, they had they were already providing uh, schools with all kinds of like curricula, tools, <laughs> materials, primary sources to teach in the schools, and then. Also, they started branches of the ASNLH um, across the country. And so, and so, and again, this is, so to the point of, like, well, how come we don't study this, you know, black people all, all throughout the rest of the year? It's like, look at the the yeah. levels that he's going through yeah. to try to build an mm-hmm. infrastructure right. to, so people that, yeah. so people can study this. yeah. And so he also created programs, not just for like children, mm-hmm. but also to expand um, adults continued learning throughout the year about mm-hmm. black history. Right, and it's like you do this, mm-hmm. you put in this kind of institution, this kind of infrastructure. If you're serious about a word we love here, sustained sustaining. study. sustaining, yeah, you know. And um, they're so funny. Um, I'm going to post links. There's um, there's a website called Zen Education Project, and so it's uh, for folks who know about radical history. It's named after Howard Zinn, the radical, um, the late great radical historian. And so he's got like there's a website. That's like in his tradition of like a people's history from below, which is one of uh, like the really important work. And so they have a really good article um, from a scholar. I think his name is Daryl Michael Scott. And he kind of lays out he does a really good job. It's a quick read of laying out the history of um, Negro History Week and uh, Black History Month. And so and Carter G. Woodson himself was like, we need to move from Negro History Week to like Negro History Year. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he was again, already saying, this is this is a time for reflection. Yeah. And Carter G. Woodson's ass was so fucking serious about this, um that I'm gonna uh, put another link. Uh, from the, this historian Greg Hart I'm going to talk about him in a little bit Where he said at one point there, In one of the issues Because he used to put up these Negro bulletins to, And in the Negro mm-hmm. bulletins of the journal It would highlight the different themes that were going to be That people, that students and others Should have been studying around Black history for that year And in one article in one bulletin he put this year there was no study so there ain't going to be no celebration <laughs> right that's fucking serious yeah he's like we don't just celebrate for the y'all ain't same- been studying black folks so we, y'all don't get we to not, turn up for we black not, we do <laughs> <we> not celebrate. <laughs> yeah. so just a thing I want to say just about like,
0: like a black parent right about
1: <laughs> history is so I follow Greg Carr on social media and he did this talk um, about the life of Carter G. Woodson, and it's like I don't, I don't think that I would agree politically with Greg Carr on a number of things, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't use this term anymore. Maybe I'll do it on a, another episode, but on some, I think some level, like he, I think he gives off a little bit of um, HoTep vibes. But the, one thing I can say about, again, I don't use that term as a pejorative, but that's for another day. Is that I, I think I disagree on some things with him, but the thing that i appreciate like when you look at this talk it's on youtube he he's just such like he you can tell he takes black history serious and mm-hmm. like it's i think about a word that alexis pauline gums used in that interview uh when we talked to her it was like rigor mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he is somebody who's just, who just has a really deep and rich understanding about the genealogy yeah. of black history and it's like Again, I don't need to agree with him on everything to know that he's really put on some real serious work right. to try to excavate the history yeah. and uh, and the intellectual mm-hmm. life of black people and like mm-hmm. black intellectuals.
0: I could just really appreciate that because it's like you're you're saying that we are like a, a worthy to of study and yeah. like we have a history, right? Right? Exactly. Like, and, yeah. And it's like and one of the things that like Carter
1: G. Woodson says to your point is like we don't need to be studying Negro history. He's like we need to be studying the the Negro in history, and like yes. the, and the way that you know black folk, black folks have created and made you know the whole the whole expansive you know thing that we understand as as history. It's like black people have been creating it and making it and living yes. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I just. I I feel like such an old person because I harp on this so much. And because another thing that um, Carter G. Woodson says, and this is to where I think Ernest um, in his piece, like Black History Month should be canceled. He was basically getting at the fact that it's being co-opted. But one of the things that Carter G. Woodson said is like, and this was, I think it was like in the 40s or the 50s where people had been celebrating it mm-hmm. for like, you know, 20 or 30 years at that point. He was like, we also have to watch out for, to use his language, intellectual charlatans. Because one of the things that I think that ends up happening is that, you know, that's kind of the time where it's like, all right, I'm going to go and do my, you know, I'm going to go do my hustles. Like ML, you know, the MLK speeches and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the person to, you know, I'm not doing any other kind of real sustained study mm-hmm. at, at any other time in
0: the world and at any other time in the year but you know this is the right. time when you know or like i don't give a fuck about black people for the rest of the year but right. i'm gonna do something in february right so i can get they coin exactly. or whatever and one of the things that cardi g wilson says is like don't be bringing in people
1: who where the students know more than them wow right So he's, like, bringing people who are taking this seriously. And he he didn't just mean white folks, but he also meant black folks. Of course, yeah. And so I just, something I see and like, you know, again, I say it every time I talk about why we do this segment is that, like, Miriam Kaba, uh, Prison Culture on, uh, at Prison Culture on Twitter just said something. She just tweeted something the other day where it was, like, you know, social media, she's, like, things are instantaneous. She's, like, but... Just because, you know, something is happening on social media and it's happening happening instantly. She's like, we also, it's okay for us to take time to, like, marinate and digest and think about something. Mm-hmm. And I think that, not to sound like an old person, and I think there's other reasons for it, but I just think that,
0: you know, this is kind of why I hate hot takes. Yeah. You know, because it's I like... I think... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think writing a piece, talking about canceling... Uh... Black History Month is is just a product of like the instantaneousness of social media, because like it's not doing this like excavation of like where Black History Month came from and like. Um, this is this is this man's like life work, right? Right. And like we you you always talk about like sustaining and da da da. Like we still celebrate. It's 2019. You know, right. and this is work. He started in 1912. Right. That's like a legacy you're canceling. Right. It's, and, and then p- pre 1912, this was already the black turn up <laughs> around celebrating right. us. Yeah. It's just generations of black folks work. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And um, I just cancel
0: it because people co-opted that. Right. There's yeah. even more
1: reason for us to revive it. Yeah. Right. We don't throw things away. And um, just like I just mentioned her, but some uh, somebody else, uh, Miriam Kaba, she does because uh, I think that, you know, education looks like a number of ways. And so she does a lot of really good zines. And so she just put out a oh, zine. I love zines. I'm going to put it. It's like a digital zine. I'm going to put a link to it because, you know, we're talking about Black History Month. Um, So she put out this really good zine about this group called Sojourners for Truth and Justice. And it was a group of black women in the 1950s, a group of radical, basically leftist, communist uh, women that were doing a lot of like organizing and really radical work in the 50s. And so she just put that zine up. And and we
0: know where the radical leftists are,
1: there are lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, and she also has done this other thing where she put together a book it's basically like a mapping of black women's history in Chicago. So she's done these like walking tours around Chicago, just laying out the really amazing historical work um, that black women have done in that city. So it's like things like that are how the small, or not even, again I mentioned her Mm -hmm. earlier, Alexis Pauline Gumbs. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's the, the black feminist bookmobile. That's the um, the mobile homecoming, right? People really doing that work to keep, Mm -hmm. you know, black folks, Um, black women's black queer folks like history alive Mm -hmm. and so it's like the fact that people are and that's and those are just two um women we could name scores But the fact that people are doing that work means to me that we don't again we don't toss the history we revive it we revive and try to get back you know
0: to the roots thank you nikita um it's so funny because the hardest class i remember this vividly the hardest class i ever took in undergrad by far was intro to African-American studies. <laughs> I was, mind y'all, I was a physics major for three years in undergrad. Oh, right. <laughs> and the hardest class I ever took was intro to African-American studies. That is studies. so funny. Um, And uh, I think for a lot of reasons. One, because it was... I, I was so upset. I was a junior, and it was like the first time I had heard so much about like any of these people. You know, like yeah, learned a lot about like the history of black like black women and like radical traditions of black yeah. folk. First time I learned about like like slave re- rebellions and yeah. like uprisings and shit, and like the Combahee River Raid and the Combahee River Collective. Collective sure. Yeah, like. So just acquiring all that new knowledge was hard, but it was also, like, emotionally hard, right? Like, how I felt so robbed. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm an academic-ass bitch. You know, I'm an academician. But I was a chronic C student in history classes Mm. because I just... It never connected for me. Like, literally, my younger sisters were, like, tutoring me in history because I just sucked. I just sucked at history. But what I realized in that class is, like, I didn't suck at history. I just didn't see myself in history. Right, exactly. And so this speaks to Carter G. Woodson's, like, like life work is that all throughout the year... From K through twelve, I was being taught um, white supremacy. You know, yeah. it's just like, oh, here's this amazing white dude who did some shit, and then in February, you can either pick to do um, a report on Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks. You or know, it was,
1: like, remember it was always the, the inventors.
0: Oh yeah, like oh, a black black people created stuff, which yeah. was also feels like this. That feels. V- it feels very narrow. Like, yeah, and like you still using black people for their usefulness. Yeah, like thanks to a black person, we have the air conditioner. You know, like right. like just learning deeper about black history. Deeper, deeper. Um, oh, deep. So no, we ain't we ain't canceling black history more No. So thank you, Nikita. You just like threw me back into like a little flashback to that class. <laughs> I oh I got a B, y'all. Oh shit. <laughs> that- The ancestors will do it, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we actually have a topic this week. And it's naughty. Just in time, you know.
1: Right. Oh, right.
0: This is really right on time.
1: It is. All right. So this week's topic is sex tips. Ooh. And you can suggest whatever topic you would like to us using our Gmail, which is, again, queerwalkpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. so you want me to read the letter or are you gonna read it you can read it we got a letter for one of our favorite listeners yes you all actually you all are like children <laughs> We it's hard to pick cause I know people gonna be like, oh oh them bitches got favorite. they got favorite
0: listeners <laughs> well.
1: we you all are wonderful you all are, you all are like stars everyone is individual unique and special but we do just have a special appreciation for Dow who hey who sent this letter uh, Dow Siobhan That is what a, such what, right? a sexy ass name It really is And Dow is like super dapper children. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like Their
0: parents knew They were like
1: Dow They're like yeah Dow's gonna be fine Just go ahead and make that name <laughs> just, right.
0: just go ahead and make the yeah. sexy ass name <laughs>
1: Alright so Dow says Thank you so much for your time First of all Alright down to the nitty and gritty mm. So Dow's got three questions One How do I make sure I breathe while going down on
0: someone? Important question.
1: (laughs) The second one.
0: What are some? Should we take them one at a time? Okay, that's a good idea. Okay. How do you make sure you breathe while going down on somebody, Nikita? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. Um, You're more practiced and versed in this than I am. Oh my god, we. That's not even true. I have. I haven't um, gone down on anybody in two years, so. Well, I, I don't even know if, if my lesbian card is still active. It might be expired. You probably better go um, reactivate it on the website. And you know, gotta go. I thought you, I thought you were processing those. The, I, go
1: down to the les uh, the lesbian bureau of affairs.
0: Yeah, aren't you one of the processors for those cards? Can um, you just? Uh, I'll give you my card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially around this time of year, there's actually a waiting list, so get in line. <laughs>
0: You have to breathe through your nose. So Breathe through your nose. That's, it's, that's it's not convenient. Yeah, it's not hard. Um, just breathe through your nose. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, don't... I mean, it's not worth
1: dying in, um, but, like, just, I would For say... For some of us. Okay. <laughs> I would also say, you know, just make sure you're pacing your breathing so you're not, like, <clears> throat> throat> <laughs> having to do one of those, you know, gulps of air like when you're
0: drowning. Yeah, yeah. You want to th- pace your breathing. Yeah. In through your nose, out through your nose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And if if like positioning is hard for that, you know, make sure you're breathing. Some sometimes a quick um, out breath from the mouth can be yeah. hot. You know, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, nose nose breathing is your friend it when going is. down on folks. All right. You want to read the next question? Sure. What are some strategies you have for someone newly exploring ethical non-monogamy? Full disclosure, this new person I was with was a seasoned poly person. They seemed to know exactly what they wanted in bed, and I was so nervous that the sex was truly an awkward spectacle. How do I navigate my own feelings or inadequacy uh, whilst Mm -hmm. also checking in with myself and holding that my own feelings and pleasure are just as valid? Um... So I'm like joking about like Nikita being <laughs> being more well versed in this because uh you know I've been like single for a minute um and like not hooking up but I really don't think that somebody being like poly or monogamous like makes a difference when it comes to like knowing what they want yeah. sexually right um I think that has to do with like knowing your body and knowing what you like right. and don't like right um and so I was I would say don't be intimidated by that use that to, like, lean in to see, like, what, what you want? What you want out of this? Right. Um. Yeah, so not like, oh, my gosh, their other partners are probably, you know, bomb at this or that. Right. No, it just means that that person has taken time to learn what feels good for them. Right. Um.
1: And, yeah. and, and I would seem that they, I mean, I'm just drawing inferences from the letter, but it's not just that they know, but it seems like they were able to somehow communicate
0: to you. And I like that talking th- that they knew uh that they knew what they wanted yeah i mean this is your business now but i want like a play-by-play of how they did that because i think that's a whole thing within itself i feel like i talked about this during like a mental moment of how to talk to your partner about like, oh learning. right and, yeah because um the wildness tiff Amanda uh did an episode on this too it's like it's so hard for people to communicate with their partner right what they need in order to you know Reach the peak uh, of a sexual experience, the climax, if you will. You know, um, the only other question I would have
1: for you is: you say, how do I navigate my own feelings of inadequacy? Is there something I want to know? If this, I mean, I actually, mm. this is not actually it's not my business, but I think it's a question for you to ask yourself: is like, is that like an internal thing, or is there something that that person did to some kind of nonverbal that they sent you to make you feel inadequate? What you mean? Because it like was someone like did could they tell that their partner wasn't into it or is this like an inadequacy that they have regardless yeah.
0: of sexual partner okay I get that but I think I think if somebody is sending you a nonverbal that like what you're doing isn't pleasurable or something like I don't um I, I don't think inadequacy is the only place you can go to for that like okay. it's just it's just more information for you like okay maybe you don't like that. Let let me try this, you know? Like, I would say, try to find another space other than inadequacy. Right, right, Because inadequacy is so, like... That's what I'm saying. Why do... It's like, that's a... It seems like a very deliberate word, so I'm trying to figure out where they... Right, right. well, one thing I was thinking about because of your first question is, like, do you have these grand ideas about, like, what queer sex is supposed to be? I think everybody think, does. Yeah. I mean, like, it's supposed to be, you know, back-blowing. Swinging off the chandelier. <laughs> Shane from somebody the on, Somebody on Mars can hear the cries of you ecstasy. Know, like, we all have these ideas about, like, oh, what it's going to be and, like, this idyllic vision of, like, oh, right. queer sex. Um, but it's very different for everybody. Um I think specifically around like boxes, coochies, if you will. Um, each one is different. And sure. so like, like just a snowflake <laughs> or a star. You and these uh individual <laughs> metaphors this episode. You know, so just because like one partner with a cooch liked it doesn't mean that the next partner with a cooch is gonna like that, you know? So and and I I always feel um inadequate when it comes to uh straps. Because it's just hard, no pun intended. Yeah. Like, gosh, if you haven't worked those glutes out, you—I mean, stretches. Yeah, just just do a lot of yoga. Um, <laughs> You—it just takes some real endurance yeah. from your core. Yeah, I feel like you gotta do like some squats or lunges, like you mountain climbers. Pre- you have to prepare. You really do. <laughs> you I think like we talk about this often on the show because it is just a really. Yeah. I mean, it all, It's almost enough to like. Is it worth the trouble? I don't think so. Um, I like doing it with the hand. So, I mean, not just like digital penetration. I'm talking yeah. about, but like holding the strap as opposed oh. to harnessing up. Yeah, because oh my god, like my. I'm sorry, my ab muscles are just not ready you that thrusting. It just ain't. I, you know, I'm out of practice. I feel like you're going to have
1: to Lori... Uh, what's her name? Lori Gibson yourself. <laughs> the boom cack. The yeah. boom, boom cat. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, and thrust, and thrust, and thrust. <laughs> you got to get your stroke game <laughs> popping. All right. Last question Last from Dow? Last question. You want to read it? Yes. Any and all tips you care to share on making sure that my partner's or partner, not only have an amazing time in bed or woodsy clearing with me, but also feel safe, sexy,
0: and free to communicate would be great. I did not get that woodsy clearing until way after. You meant, like, you can have sex in a bed or Uh, in a woodsy clearing. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was really slow on that one. Damn, it has been a long time. Okay. Uh, You got any uh, tips, Nikita, for making your partner feel safe, sexy and have a good time.
1: I feel like you just have to ask. In the throat. there's like I feel like there's like sexy ways to ask in the moment if someone's having a good time. You like that? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yes, yeah. yes to that question. Not, <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> All right, this is off the rails here.
0: No, it's not. It's completely on the rails. That's how you can ask, you yeah. like that? Or um I I just I'm really big on talking during um sex. So, like, does this feel good? Mm-hmm. I'm about to do this. Can mm-hmm. I touch? You know, all of that. And it's part of, as Nikita would call it, full body consent, too. Exactly. Um, You know, like, like... you may have consent to do one thing. Yeah. You still have to, you know, get consent to do another. Yeah, but, like, the talking can, I mean, definitely be a turn-on and sexy and all those things. Um But it also, like, helps your partner feel, like, safe. Um, and sexy, like, if you, like, you know, want to slap that ass or that little cute little ass of yours or something, you know. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. What's, like, a signature go-to Nikita's gonna getcha, like, thing for you? I'm (laughs) not gonna share that with the public. Come on,
1: Nucky. No. How can you establish in the moment, how can you, well, I mean, I guess that's kind of connected to what we were just saying. Yeah. About the safety and
0: sex doesn't just happen in a vacuum. Right. Like, y'all worked up to that. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Is, there's there's a little bit of pre-work that I think should happen. Yeah. Like, the the foreplay, the, like, conversations that led y'all there. Yeah. All that stuff contributes to, like, people feeling, like, sexy and uh, safe, too. Yeah. Come on, Nikita. Tell us a trick. I don't have any tricks. None to share. Oh, my gosh! This, see, this is... Um, I think somebody before was like, Oh, I want a thotty topic. This is why we don't do thotty topics because it'd just be me on here over sharing, and Nikita will sit here closed-lipped. I've not been closed-lipped. Knowing that she's the one who's out here just oh my <laughs> word, you're just <laughs> filthy. Busting it wide open. Oh my oh my lord. Do, can, do you do split? What what is it? What are you talking about? I don't have like a signature. You don't Same. have a, a signature thing. No. What's What's like your favorite? Like if you had to give like a, a queer women of color suggestion, like sex suggestion, what would it be? A sex suggestion. What's, what do you have? I'm annoyed by you, friend. Tell me what yours my, is. My sex suggestions for queer women out here getting it in. One, don't have sex in the dark. That that no? I, that's for us, I don't know who that's for. I don't I don't like Sex in the Dark. Dimly lit is cute. Oh. So I um I have a salt lamp that I use. It gives off this cute little pinkish red light. You know, um. Or, like, you know, how people string, like, either, um, like, holiday lights or the little the little oh, tiny yeah. Like, that's, like that's cute. Like, because you need to see Setting what you're mood. doing. Okay, I got set, it. Yeah, and it helps set the mood. It sets the vibe. It makes people feel sexy when you have, like, a colored light going on. Yeah. You know, not, like, harsh, bright-ass light. Even though... I mean, if you're in a woodsy clearing and you got the sunlight beaming down. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about the daytime. Um, That's nice. Yeah. So that would be my suggestion is never in the dark. Like that, I think that also makes me feel like sexy. Like yeah. having some light. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, like you're you want to me. me. Yeah. yeah. And also, I just think feels. So like lotions, like if you want to start off massaging uh, each other. you've said this before. Oils. Shea butter that I hand whip myself If you would like to buy- <laughs> Wow <laughs> Um maybe Maybe if you want to bring in like some Like foods and stuff you know Like ma- to massage each other before I'm not a fan of foods Cause you don't like sticky Yeah I
1: just feel like that is not a good I,
0: I think that honey can no, be
1: very cute Get
0: Keep that shit in the kitchen I think you know not in the nether regions Or the right. undercarriage But definitely there- <laughs> Definitely, like, on shoulders. No. Okay, baby. I'm just... I'm like, that's just gonna... Who's gonna clean that up? Well, if you're not um, on sheets. If you're on, like, a hardwood floor.
1: Or the woodsy clearing. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mother Nature's job to clean that
0: up. (laughs) So, yeah. Those would be my tips. That's good. I think that... I think that
1: any sort of anticipation is good. You know? So, it's like... Like...
0: A dirty text. Yeah, I'm like when I get home, yeah, I'm a boot that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's nice.
1: Anticipation, wow. And then there's like you know anticipation in the moment, you know, when you just you know that there's that thing that your partner likes, and you're just like, kind of like making them wait for it, and then you do that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the boop that? <laughs> <not be>? See <laughs> Ah. It
0: depends. You know, I just I'm coquettish about these things. I'm gonna ask her when we get off the mic and then I'm gonna tweet it for y'all. From <laughs> so follow you. us at Queer <laughs> Pod because <laughs> Nikita knows what the boom bop thing is. Oh, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious because I hate teasing. Oh, really? I'm the worst. Like, don't tease me, just do it. No. <laughs> I feel like Megan Thee Stallion has a lyric about this. Sure, like, she does. Let's play anything that put my pussy on your face. So oh. it's like, damn it, just do it already. <laughs> why are you? Why are we playing these games? You're like, do it now. <laughs> wow. It's
1: my money,
0: and I need it now. <laughs> it's my
1: orgasm, and I need it now.
0: <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree that the the pre-anticipation. Yeah. Like like ooh. Yeah, the work up to it. Mhm. Yeah. I feel like and we won't
1: share it, but I would like a follow up. Oh my gosh. From Dow. <laughs> no. The application of these tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Dow would be and- like that actually hopefully we don't end up getting um two one stars. And dad would be like, I've tried
0: that shit. (laughs) It didn't work. (laughs) Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no. But uh, I I would say, you know, to speak to those, like, insecurities around, like, going down and doing all that stuff. Like, I've definitely been there. I feel like every time I have a new partner, I'm always worried about, oh, my gosh, what if they think, like, my head is trash? or um, stuff like that. But I think it comes from, like, these expectations or, like, these images that even sometimes we unknowingly have about, like, what queer uh, sex should Mm. look like. So try to let those fall aside and just have fun in the moment and breathe through your nose. Breathe through your nose, right? (laughs) Have you ever told a partner about your,
1: um, about, like, insecurities you've had around sex? Have you ever
0: like explicitly talked about that with a partner? Mm, around strapping, yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. Like, I don't like strapping up because uh, I don't think I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. But I will hold it and give you this work. <laughs> okay. But did, um, how did that conversation... Like, Did that conversation
1: feel okay? Yeah, it felt good. Okay. Because I feel like that would feel fine for me but I guess I'm just wondering. I wonder would like some people be like turned off by that?
0: You know what I mean? Like some partners would be like, "Why are you telling me yeah. about your insecurity?" Yeah. I well, my my thought is if I can't talk to you around like my insecurity, then we don't need we to be, don't need to be yeah. talking. Like even if we're just. Even if we're not in a relationship or anything, we're just, like, physical partners. Yeah. Like, if I can't tell you, like, hey, this is something that I've kind of been nervous about, but I really want to try it with you. Like, why why are we... Touche. Why are we smashing? Touche. All right, well, thanks, Dal, for um, making us talk dirty and giving us a topic, Um, even though Nikita is very... (laughs) tight-lipped around these kind of topics oh my gosh you know i feel like i could i could go on but i won't put my friend through that so all right nikita we're gonna move it on along to our last segment which is Curved, curved 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 chronicles what are curved
1: chronicles nikita So, Curved Chronicles is the section of the show where we talk about the dating woes and wins. Yes.
0: Um, You know, all of our relationship stuff. Um, So, I have Curved Chronicles because I had a pretty lit weekend. Yeah. Money is like, Stella, this bitch gonna got her groove back. I really did. Um, And so... Before I get into my own curve Chronicles, if y'all have some to uh, share with the community, you can do so. And submit them to QueerWalkPie at gmail.com. Tell us about your dating adventures, um, especially if they're more eventful than ours. Alright, so this weekend, I so I wasn't going to go to Baby Mother's show at Songbird in DC, but I decided to go, one, because I got a paycheck and <laughs> that changes things. Um, <laughs> um, and two, because I was just like, you know, uh, I don't I don't often get to be in, like, black queer space, and so I'm gonna go. And I went, and oh my god, y'all, like, I love, first of all, everybody knows I love Baby Mother. I stand Britney. I didn't know that her fan base was as black and queer as it is. You said that didn't shock you. It doesn't surprise me. Why not? I I mean I
1: listened through to I've listened to her music through you and with you and it's just like, wh- bitch, why do you like
0: it? Obviously, right. Right? exactly. Yeah, I mean sh- she's she's queer. She's yeah. black. Yeah, um, and you know is always on when it comes to like some uh, black feminist shit. You know she she just all, it's all of it right and like I just feel like like if I had to try to
1: like. I feel like her music is just kind of like a middle finger to patriarchy.
0: It is it is. I mean her name is baby mother right you know It's like a middle uh, finger to patriarchy, respectability all of all the things yeah. right um you're so right, okay. There it is then. So, All which right. is why we will be there. <sighs> exactly. And we were there in droves, y'all. So, so it was um, like an album release party. So, she like previewed the album for us. But also, after, there was a ball. There was a the, full-fledged a full out, ball. A full-out, the motherland ball. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I got every ounce of life. It was so amazing. So, um... So, obviously, baby mother performed. Love her. She said hey to me. No, do you is? tell... I want you to no. set the scene of what happened. Um, She, you know, she was just, like, shouting out supporters of hers who, like, showed up for her. And she was just, you know, getting emotional. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe y'all, like, fuck with me this hard. I'm like, obviously, bitch, you're legendary. Um, and she was like, I know exactly who you are. Oh, my God. So, I have a tattoo of Baby Mother, um, and, and with some of her lyrics around it, it says, I can never doubt the universe with eyes as soft as mine. And so, she was just, like, shouting out, like, people in the audience who have been, like, big supporters of her since the beginning. And so, she, like, called me out. And so, she pulled us on stage. And so, you know, got to be on stage with my favorite rapper. It was amazing. It, like, it was a, it was an epic, epic, um, moment and. um. Just... I don't know. Like, I, I saw her at uh, South by Southwest. And so, she's just so fucking real. You she know? Just, as the like, old
1: folks, say so she's just down to earth. Yeah.
0: And so, like... I don't know. Just to have... Like, oftentimes, a regular... I won't say regular, but, like, people I see more regularly than her... Yeah. Act like they don't remember me. Right, right, and right. And I'm... I mean... Y'all, I had on platform shoes. I'm like a six foot two big bitch. Like you remember me? Right. I'm a mem. I'm a memorable person. Not trying to like hype myself up in any way, but I'm just. I have. Hype I- yourself up. I just. I, I'm always serving a look. How many? Like you know, it's just like you. I'm. A, I. I I have an image that resonates. Yeah. And so for her to be like, yeah, I remember you, and like, and like us have this conversation while. Um, this is her event. It just, I don't know. It meant so much to me. And I saw so I'm a forever stan, yeah. Brittany.
1: And just um, that picture of you and the other folks is on her uh, Instagram. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't do that, Nikita. Okay, this wasn't supposed to be. This is a curve chronicle. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, there was a photographer there who was fine as fuck. Um, and my tattoo of hers on my thigh. And I was wearing um, sweatpants. But. I showed the photographer. So just like fill in the rest. <laughs> no, I want you to be very explicitly detailed about how you showed. But aside from how that. How did you show that tattoo? Aside from that, y'all like I said, her fan base is so black and queer. There were so many people that I knew from like Instagram, from like following each other, I'm like oh my gosh da da da, that were there. And I don't know, it was just like epic to me. Like you got this many I, I I always think about this when I think about like us being in community is like those of us who are in these like corners of the world who feel all alone or like too flying fabulous for wherever we are. Um she just congregated us all together yeah. in that moment. It was so amazing. She twerked on Kilo Letitia's fine ass. It was it was she who also a rapper. It was incredible. Um and you know, I got some uh some huge affirmations there, which is why I'm saying I got my uh, my group. You back. being coquettish now? I'm not. So people, you know, were saying that I have a beautiful smile. You do that. My outfit was
1: cute. Yeah, I was so annoyed. For, so first of all, I'm, I'm I know that you were on the fence about going, but you just had such a marvelous time that I'm really glad I, that you I went. I really
0: did. It was worth every minute of the twelve hours of driving and.
1: You know, people say this term all the time, and I don't mean it in the black, queer, colloquial way, but I feel like I literally gagged when I saw <laughs> your, um, your the pictures that you posted on Instagram. I was just, you know, mindlessly scrolling the way that we do on social media, and I literally stopped, and I'm sitting on my couch by myself in my apartment, and I'm like, that
0: bitch! I really, when I was posting them... I felt like Peppa Le I was like, ha suffer. (laughs) It was so weird
1: because I stalk you on Instagram even though I see you and This is so
0: strange friend. But I was like
1: I was like, Melanated Money has not done anything on Instagram since January sixth. I had literally thought that the day before. As again, I'm scrolling
0: and I'm like the unmitigated gall. How could she do this? Yeah, if if Fraser was a black dyke, it would be. you. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> um, yeah. So to be honest, like I I just was not feeling. I was not feeling my beat for okay. the past few like weeks or so. You know, like, um, uh, Syracuse is just like the worst place to date. Um, and so I don't. I I was. I know this is like I know this about Instagram. It's like oh, people use it to show the highlights of right. like when they're feeling good, but like sort of, some of that like plays on how I feel about myself. Also, you sure. know, and um, so yeah, I hadn't posted in a while. Um, there, nothing was popping. Mm-hmm. wasn't feeling cute. Not just because of like external stuff, but also like internal stuff, health stuff. So I was like, whatever. I'm not going to post. But I just got so much first of all, I got to see Philandy, you know, it was so last minute and like she's my homie. I yeah. miss her so much. Like just Kikiing with her, you know, it's just like felt it, yeah. it just felt like no time had passed in our friendship. It was just like this this um like eight hour marathon of like uh black queer affirmations. Yeah. And so it just felt so good. But Curve Chronicles is about my dating. So <laughs> Yeah, so I got all the way to the front, standing right in the front, and I was standing next to the cutest, oh God, they were so cute, like this whole group of friends, they were just so fine, all of them, right, and so one of them, a very fine one, they were all fine, but like, you know, turns around, my type, I should say, like, you know, my, (sighs) you know, cookie cutter type. Okay. <laughs> Sid-esque, if you will. Sure. Turns around and is like, uh, i j I'm just loving your energy. I'm like, oh yeah, they were like, yeah, you know, your outfit is cute. And I was like, oh thank you. So we like talking for a little while and they're like, wow, your smile is like even more beautiful. So I was just, you know, <laughs> feeling it. So, you know, I got the Instagram. <laughs> Which apparently is like our, our is that the number? Yeah. I did not know that. I was, you know, I'm thinking like a number is a number, but no, when you ask for somebody's like IG, that's like the thing. Oh. Um, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm old. I also saw my Instagram crush there. Um, and they commented on my photo. <laughs> and they were like, I thought I saw you there, which I didn't know they even knew who the fuck I was. People so be knowing. Because <sighs> you got this bomb ass podcast. This podcast?
1: RealWife.com.
0: <laughs> And also, and just also, I think because I'm me, and you know? Yeah,
1: you're, like, like,
0: a supreme premiere bad bitch. Not that, but just, like... That, I, that. I, I just... That. Refu- <laughs> Shut up. I just... I'm not going to shrink, you know? I, like, refuse to, like, be shrunken by, um, like, any of these things. And so, I take up all my space, you know? Um, And so, yeah. So, I was like, oh, my gosh. My IG crush knows who I am. I felt so, like. (laughs) So seen. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And so, that happened, you know, got those IGs. A dude asked for my number. And you said he was very pretty. He was so pretty, Nikita. His makeup. I was like, can you please like help me? Like I want I just need tips and pointers. Like how do you get it? What? How how is your face? Um and so yeah, he was just like, yeah, you know, I you know, I wanted to come over here, I think you're fine. I was like, oh, that was that was really adorable. Uh-huh. But wrong crowd, <laughs> but we can talk makeup. And so we actually switched Instagrams too. Oh my god. Yeah, because I do plan on getting makeup tips because what what is his face? He he looks like walking art um yeah so that happened and then during the ball so i I have moved to the back because like you know when people walk balls it's literally like a runway right so they it's like in the middle of the room you gotta i don't know how to uh, y'all y'all have seen i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably have either seen paris is burning or pose or something something. have a sense of what a ball is like Right. right so um I wanted to be at the back because I wanted to see the things, right. right? And as people like line up and come out to walk the categories, I wanted to, you know, have my bird's eye view, um, bird, <laughs> bird <laughs> eye view. So I was at the back, and I was I was standing next to um, this girl, y'all. So I am five ten, and I had on like six, uh, not six, like four inch platforms, and she had on flats, and she was my height. Oh, and so I, you know, I was already wet. <laughs> <laughs> But we start talking and, like, chopping it up. And she had on this bomb-ass, like, um, denim romper. Oh, my God. You know how I
1: feel. You know how I was an evangelist
0: for the rompers at one point. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She was so fine. And so, you know, I was trying to, like, you know, like, hold my composure and not be like, you know, cause <laughs> like I said, I don't get out much. So I was oh, trying to be, and the, y'all, this is all happening thanks to baby mother, but also like in the span of like three hours, you yeah. know, it's just like all this, ooh, ooh, ooh. Again, and this is, I think this is also the first concert I've been to where people, it felt like fam, you know, it felt yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like it literally felt like a ball. Like, okay, we're gonna, we're, we're not gonna stand in this crowd and act like we don't see each other. We don't <laughs> talk to each other. Even for the categories, um like people were calling people out like we they didn't come together you could tell they didn't know each other but they was like you better walk face bitch look yes. at you yes you know so everybody's
1: just hyping each other everybody
0: up. was hyping each other up in this space and it just felt so good and so i didn't walk a category um you know i was finna ask you if you walk i didn't uh i just didn't know where i would fit and I, I was like mm, i don't know if i could do this i don't know if i could do that uh but the next, next time. Next time. Next time. Yes, the next one. I got you. But I really, walk Grand Zaddy Realness. <laughs> we have to have a Queer walk ball just so you can walk <laughs> Grand Realness. I want to see Grand Zaddy Realness. Anyway, as you were saying. Yeah. So, it was, you know, it was just cute. You know, um, so many beautiful people walked, got their tens, got chopped. I think that a lot of fine ass people got chopped. uh, You know, um, so that was amazing. Um, and, you know, me and Denim Ronfa was kiki And then after, after the ball, everybody who was still left, because, you know, um, well, maybe I don't know, but, like, balls can go to, like, 4 and 5 in the morning. 8 in the morning. Yeah. Um, and so we actually ended at a reasonable hour around 3. But... (laughs) But the the club was still open. Oh my god! So there was there was a fun ass girl DJing upstairs. Oh, I oh my gosh, y'all y'all can tell I don't get out much because all the DJs were women for um for a baby mother's event. Uh, of like, course they would. Be. Yeah. Um, except, like, her partner that she came with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that she travels with. But all of, all of the, like, pre-DJs, like, the yeah. open, they were all women. That is fantastic. Dope as fuck. It was just amazing. And you know how much I nerd out about, like, women in hip-hop. Women in DJs, Yeah. Too. I mean, obviously, Sid. But, like, yeah. Like, I was just, oh, my gosh. It was amazing. So, everybody who was left at the end of the ball went upstairs and was, like, dancing to this dope-ass girl on the ones and twos. Who actually on ones and twos. You know, because I think that that's that's an art form that's slowly going away as we digitize. But no, like she was still.
1: Ever, ever. Um, oh my! Like vinyls. Yes. Like, oh wow. Yes.
0: Um, it, it was just amazing, and so we continued to dance the night away, and then um, yeah, and then I got a couple more numbers. Damn. Um, <laughs> yes, y'all. You know, so. It just showed me that girl. You went out there and picked up a roster. I did. You got um, you got a whole basketball team. Well, how,
1: how many people's that? somewhere between? Oh my! I'm gosh. not going to even ask. How, how many is a basketball team, Nikita?
0: Somewhere between five and eleven. Oh my! that's accurate i know okay um but yeah so so often especially with like you know not dating in the past few years and i feel like i've been in a better space than i ever have been in dating you know what i mean yeah like i just feel like a healthy ass bitch right now um sometimes i get kind of like discouraged here because i'm like what the fuck like if i'm at my optimum health and like no one is attracted to me like what what does it ta- what does that mean about yeah. like my relationships attraction, dating, sure. love all that shit right I just spiral I'm a Virgo I can't help it
1: and it's um, and so I, I mean just the fact that you just had a wonderful you know experience from top to bottom but I feel like I tell you this all the time but it's just one thing to experience it like I'm always like it is where we live like we live in a dry mm-hmm. ass raggedy stuck in you know some pastime sort of place and i think that you know because you're living that day to day it's hard not to it's hard to remember that and it's hard not to internalize that it is but when you're like plucked out of this Mm -hmm. you know this little hellscape that is upstate new york and you go to a place when you go you know amongst your peers when you you get affirmed I, i think that I can tell you, I can tell you that it's this place all day long, but once you go and experience it, yeah, you're right. Then you're like, okay, like I, I know that it is not, it affirms that it's not me. Yeah. And I, I think I know that on a day to day basis, mm-hmm. but it's very easy for those like thoughts to creep back in.
0: Yeah. You're right. Because, um, I think, you know, I just think about the brigade and I think about like you and I don't know, like all of my friends always tell me like, Oh, great person money like but that's how (laughs) that's how it starts to sound after a while because you're right like i'm in it so much it's like like, oh yeah my friends think i'm great but like like love is still elusive you know and so it does feel good to be looked at and people and somebody's like Mm, right. You know, like interested in that way, right. um, because it, it just does remind me, like it is the place, right? And so I, I, I wanted to share this curve chronicle one because it's like, ooh, I finally got one, but also to, I feel like, um, a lot of times, queerness or like queer narratives, um, become, ooh, what was that word that. Metro-normativity. Metro-normativity. So, I think that uh, queer dating stories become metro-normative. And what that means is, like, these urban centers, yeah. right? Like, we only get the queer stories from, like, New York City or, Chicago, like, the Bay LA, Area or yeah. Atlanta. You know, like, yeah. these places where, um like, there just are more people, you know? Yeah. And, like, if you swiping through Tinder, you're gonna see folks of color. Right. But, like, it's so white here. Like, to be in D.C. and to, um... To see brown and black folks on Tinder. Right. Everybody was laughing at me. They must have thought I was all kinds of country. Right. Because I was just like, what? It was four black women in a row on Tinder. That, that just not, doesn't happen yeah. in Syracuse.
1: Like, I've sat with money. And, like, it's. I thought she was exaggerating. But it does not. That does not happen. It is
0: north of the wall in Winterfell. And you know what that is? <laughs> what? White! <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that felt good too and it also, you know, made me think about like all the queer folks who don't live in like um, metropolitan yeah. areas Yeah. And, that's my curve kind of cool. Damn. I'm going to be uh, more successfully sliding in DMs. <laughs> yeah, because I'm glad
1: we've crossed that hurdle, too.
0: I'm better now. I know. I'm I a know lot better. I know. Yeah. I would I would just like to thank Janicia and Diamond and Queen and Nikita for having a DM intervention it. Yeah. with me. It, it so really needed to happen. It did. So now that, you know, I've had my DM training and now, you know, I have new people that I'm, you know, curious to flirt with and maybe travel, you know, cuz I'm a I'm a road tripping ass bitch so. <laughs> you know. This this is dropping on Valentine's Day. I might have a Valentine for the first time in my All life. Right. So it uh, looks like <laughs> money might be observing. I I will be observing. I mean, I'm going to observe it whether or not I have like a a baby bay. sure um you know whether i do a galentines or a gayentines uh, Gal- Ooh, A gay gala gayentines oh <laughs> a gay galentines
1: i dig that all right
0: and but if i do you're not invited you
1: don't you're mean like, that I, <laughs> I do i know where you live i will crash the fuck out of that party no you won't try me <laughs>
0: you'll be like how many people are there i'll come oh no whatever <laughs> i'm gonna be there i think i'm gonna stay home <laughs> Aren't you tired? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this has been a swell show. Well, so this has been Money, the platform heel connoisseur. And this is Nikita, the homosexual, homo sapien. And you just listened to Queer Walk the Podcast.